And I shoot my shot, it's the Kowalwes going in. Cross niggas like Bubba Chuck, I never gave a fuck. Hook shot a hole like Kareem, but I never lead a book. I hit that Janobi with my left hand all like, woo. Bitch, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. James Harden with the range of me, nigga, way back. Michael Jordan, 1985, bitch, I traveled with a cocaine circus. And you could live through anything if magic made it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you do. What up, my fellow NBA lovers? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease. And man, oh man, you already know, it's NBA All-Star time. And of course, we're going to hear about the snubs, the snubs, the snubs. Who made it in? Who's overrated? And it's about time we go over some of the inner nuances that creates a sticky situation that happens every single year. Now, of course, we all know the All-Star Game is a popularity contest as far as the starters, but the reserves do come down to the coaching and just their selection of who they believe should make the All-Star Game. And it should come down to who's actually the best players available to play in the game. Now, of course, this season and like every other season, we see a lot of guys who missed the NBA All-Star Game who potentially in the same season could make the All-NBA team. And of course, in the guard era of the NBA right now, we got guys like Trey Young, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker. These type of guys, these are the guys who got snubbed, even though Devin Booker is in the All-Star game as an injury replacement. But we're always hearing about the game being a positionless game. And I'm wondering when they're going to make the adjustments in the All-Star voting. Now, a lot of the NBA writers have always been saying that the game right now is a positionless game. And I'm wondering why the same thing doesn't apply when it comes down to the all-star voting. As we see a ton of guards like De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, Trey Young not get in this season. Even though Devin Booker came in as an injury replacement. But overall, we're seeing a lot of guards being left out. And the NBA writers and some of the people sprinkled throughout the NBA media who promote the positionless narrative do not apply to the same rules when it comes to the all-star voting now gilbert arenas took a deep dive into the nba all-star voting process among the coaches and he brought up a few different nuances that i thought it would be interesting to do a more deeper dive into you guys check out this segment and every once in a while i'll check in there's only two snubs it's um trey young and sabonis are the only two is there anybody on the East that made it that you would replace with Trey? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a few. Okay, who there's, a, there's a few people. Okay. That well, the floor is yours. For the East? Yeah. Okay, so um, <clears throat> we'll start off with uh, teams, right? So usually every year when um, you we go through this All-Star, they always pull two players from the number one team. The problem with this is, if the second player is not playing at an all-star level, you're still picking. So I, oh, I'm questioning the very first team. Philly. Is Ben Simmons having a better year than players that were snubbed. At 15, 8, and 7, his numbers are actually down. 
but it's a lot better for the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons' usage is finally coming down. It's making a lot more sense as we see it paying out dividends for the Philadelphia 76ers as Embiid finally is taking over as he should. Embiid is the go-to guy on that team. And Ben Simmons this year making the all-star doesn't really quite make sense. If they're going to give a second guy like that the all-star, they might as well give a guy like Chris Middleton the all-star. And once again, it brings up the fact that certain guys make the all-star team based off of team success, not due to the fact that they're actually one of the top performing players in the league. So next up is Randall. <laughs> Averaging 23, 10, and 5. But your team is in 10th place, mm. right? 10th place. And then Orlando. Now, Gilbert's issue with Randall is that at the time, the Knicks were in 10th place, but they've bumped up. But he mainly has an issue with Randall being around that 10th seed and Sabonis averaging almost somewhere near around the same thing. But currently, before the All-Star break, the Knicks have been bumped up and the Indiana Pacers have been bumped down. So once again, Gilbert Arenas' only issue with Randall making the All-Star game is that Sabonis was putting up similar numbers. But... Once again, the Pacers, they've jumped down in the standings. So in retrospect, the Randall selection does kind of make a bit more sense. He's in 12th. Nikolai has 23-11. So how, how do you justify those two power forwards over Sabonis and his team is actually in fourth place with the same numbers? 21, 11, and 5 versus 23, 10, and 5, 23, 11, and 3. Well, for starters, they're both in different conferences. I, get, I, I see where he's getting at. But at the end of the day, they're both in different conferences. You have the same numbers, but one guy has a better team with circumstances of trades. So he's really carrying this team. Um, because the guy that came in um, who was Jersey... Young fella that got traded there, who's not Levert. playing. Lavert, who's not playing. So it's basically, he's carrying his team to fourth place. So how is he actually not in the All-Star? You know, it's not and even- he was All-Star last year. That's not even a up. snub. That's just, uh, 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 that's just basically screwing you. <laughs> that's now, I would make the argument that you could say Sabonis is a snub because Zion Williams is the 11th seed in his conference and he only averages four more points than Sabonis does. The rest of his numbers look pretty similar, but yet he's in the all-star game. That's the only case I would make for Sabonis. But right now, the Indiana Pacers have been bumped down to the 10th seed, and the Knicks have been bumped up. That's why I believe the Sabonis to Zion comparison makes a bit more sense. Through you. That's, I mean, there's, there's no way that you pick two other forwards over him. He is the top forward when it comes to production and winning. We'll get to the West, but I'm pretty sure that's what Mike Connolly said, was it's, it's not just a snub, it's it's a complete diss. And then, so so you have those two questions, and then... And also, I'm gonna go over Sabonis' numbers real quick. Sabonis' averages 21 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, and the Pacers are sitting at the 10th seed, and Zion Williams made the All-Star game, averaging 25 points, seven rebounds, three assists. So that right there looks a little funny in the light. You have Trey Young, 
right? Um, I don't even know how you actually justify not having a man. I think if you look at the backcourt, who's in there? I mean, it's Kyrie, Brad Beal, Harden. No, 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 no. That's we're talking about reserves and reserves only. Uh -huh. I'm just, I'm just giving you some, I, I, some logic they, 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 here. I'm, I'm with you actually on some bonus. I think actually Vukovic was the guy that I, jumped out at me. I was like, how the hell did he make it? His numbers are solid, but I would swap out um, some bonus for him. Keep Randall. Randall has been doing work. That, I mean, okay, that's. Hey, I don't care who you keep. I just know one's supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And then when you have... And because they look at him as a center. Who? When it comes to filling out the roster. I disagree with that, but... Who looks at him as a center? Putting in they needed a, a second big. Well, they should have... They don't have... You can't pick centers anymore. They put him as a forward. So don't give us that whole center shit when you took that... Center that, forward. Yeah, you yeah. took that whole category out. You know, you, you took the category out, so we don't want to hear that, oh, we need this extra big man. That's not fair to someone who's actually better. Mm -hmm. And that's where the point of the positionless game that the media sort of pushed forward as a narrative, that doesn't make sense that they call the game that, but when it comes to all-star voting, the same thing doesn't apply. That's why guys like Trey Young, averaging 26 points, nine rebounds, four assists, and guys like De'Aaron Fox are not in the all-star game. And also Devin Booker and Mike Connolly kind of getting snubbed also. Even though they end up making the all-star game due to injuries, that happened to other players. And then same thing with Trey Young. How do you justify? Because if we actually rank, if you want to rank the best players in the Eastern Conference as the reserves, who's ranked one? I go Harden. Harden's number one. Who do you, who's number two as a reserve? The second best player in the Eastern Conference. Hmm. Harden can't make the All-Star game due to the fact that he got traded in between two different conferences in one year. Normally guys like that don't end up making an all-star game. I might want to say Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Mm -hmm. Who is the third best player in the Eastern But you're Conference? also looking at offense numbers. We got to talk a little defense, give Simmons some credit for his defense, but Who okay, is the third best player in the Eastern Conference? You want to go with Trey Young. I know what you want to say. Okay. I mean, so Trey Young is, yeah. everybody will say Trey Young is the third, out of these reserves, Trey Young is the third best player in the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where things kind of get funny in the light. Once again, we see certain guys not make the all-star team due to the fact of their team records. Guys like Trey Young, De'Aaron Fox, they tend not to make the all-star game because of that. But then again, we see guys like Ben Simmons doing a lot less, but having the success in Philadelphia make the all-star game. And last year, the same thing applies to Chris Middleton kind of making the all-star game off the success of his team. Agreed. So, so just, just now. So right now, it's flawed. It's flawed because they're gonna say, "Well, his record." Well, New York's record. They have a player. In Orlando, they have a player. And look at his record. So you can't use the record now. You can't use the record if there's two players on there who actually have bad records. So you have a flaw, you have a flaw system when the third best player is actually not on the team. So those are my two snubs. And those are the three players that I will be questioning with their numbers. How are these considered all-stars if one is having a down year, but his team gotten better? 
Your team's gotten better. You added players to your team, which has gotten your team better. You as an individual is not playing at an all-star level. AKA Ben Simmons. And this rule also could apply to Bradley Beal not making the all-star team last season as his team was at the bottom of the standings, but yeah, he was performing at an all-star level. What happens when the individual performance outweighs the record? So I'm looking at Bradley Beal, right? He had to make it. His yes, numbers he, but, you know, he, but no, no, no. See, now there, there comes the dilemma too. He made it as a starter. The, the, the fans picked that. You can't, the, when, it, when the starters are getting picked by the fans, that overweighs everything. That has nothing to do with winning. That's popularity. Mm -hmm. So he was a popular player this year. So his winning and where his team's at has no bearing okay, so on we, this. Be, so let's say in this could have happened Harden, really popular in Brooklyn, New York, big market. He could have made it as a starter based on popularity and votes. Would Brad be a reserve? Brad would, be a, Brad would have been a reserve and probably wouldn't have made this team. Mm, that's what I'm thinking. Because, yeah, you look at their record, terrible. Yeah, so they were. The, that, that's what I said. He could but have been... he is bone. But he could have been right. snubbed. Right. And that's that's where snubs come from. Okay. okay. So hold, put a pin in that. Mm -hmm. All right. And let's look over in the West. So four snubs. Four? You got four? No, no, four. Like we were saying, we're snubs. We went through the, the roster already. Mm -hmm. DeRozan. Okay. Aaron Fox, Jamal Murray, John Morant, Brandon Ingram, Shea Gilgis Alexander, John Wall. This is where that positionless basketball comes into play. Why are they not voting in the same way with the positionless basketball? Because we see the West is guard heavy and a lot of guards are being left out. Okay. Any of those? Yeah, any of those? No, because there's only there was only one true snow. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they are snubs for me. I'm saying they're in consideration. They, they, you would say they're in consideration, consideration. for all-star spots. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, I, actually, when you do look at the numbers, I don't really think in the West they got it wrong. In the West, they did get it wrong. Only one player was wrong. Booker. Booker. Which, yeah, yeah. That, so if, he's, so, he's actually in. But you can't say he's in because he got snubbed. Okay. It's part of the system. He was snubbed. So... If eight, what's funny is if AD decides to play, what would they do? If AD came out tomorrow and said, I'm playing in the All-Star, what happens to Booker? Well, I, well, Booker will be out. And also, we got to look at how the hell is Chris Paul in the All-Star game, but yet his numbers kind of rely on Booker's success. That doesn't make any sense. I believe Chris Paul was grandfathered in, into this All-Star game. I want to ask that because <laughs> I think at some point, because if the coaches are picking the reserves, right? They mm -hmm. say, we can pick this group, we can leave him out because we know there's going to be injury, replacement. So I don't, because to me, the name that jumped out was Paul George, because we know what Paul George is capable of. I don't think he's having that Paul George level season yet. We're only halfway through it. So Booker is having a Booker season. Once again, that's pretty much the voters choosing who they want to let in the All-Star game. Paul George's team is having a lot of success, but yet it hinders him from making the All-Star game. But guys like Ben Simmons, with his team's success, he gets into the All-Star game. That's another funny thing in the light. You get left out would be the question. Yes, that is the big question. How, how did Booker get left off? But the guy who passes the ball to Booker is in. That's NBA Politics 101 right there. Remember, CP3 he holds a lot of weight in that players' association. 
how does CP3 get into the All-Star game, but not Devin Booker? If anything, it should have been the other way around. You, the, the questions are, how are you, I mean, I know how this is happening. Yeah, I feel like you you're going to tell but us. But I don't want to tell you now. Okay. But so when I look at this, there's one person who got snubbed, who truly got snubbed, who deserved it. His team is in fourth spot. He's averaging 25, 6, and 4. Right? Right. From there, I don't want people to think I'm picking on this guy. But how does Zion Williams get in? And his team is 11. And he's averaging 25, 6, and 3. That's because of NBA politics. As we've seen it play out in the bubble last season, the Memphis Grizzlies and Ja Morant should have been in the playoffs. But yet, the easier part of their scheduling should have came up. But yet, their scheduling was switched up in order to give Zion a chance to get into the playoffs, thus possibly boosting the ratings. The league has a lot riding on the Zion Williamson situation, especially when it comes to the television ratings. I mean, you're, the numbers are not here for you to overshadow someone in the fourth spot. If you took his, if you took Zion's number and put him in the East, how do you, like those big men, they're averaging double doubles. So 25 and six at, and your team is 11. How does that put you over a guy who's averaging 25, three and four in sitting in fourth spot? Once again, league politics. And also keep in mind that the NBA All-Star Game is a television product. And especially right now due to the pandemic and the TV partners possibly losing a lot of money last season, the NBA is putting on this show in Atlanta. And when I say show, I'm referring to the All-Star Game. They're doing it in Atlanta, aka that is the headquarters of TNT, aka Turner Sports, one of the NBA's biggest partners. You say it would be the next front court player to, that should have got in after Zion. If you're gonna if you're gonna put him at the bottom, what's the cutoff? What do you mean the cutoff? After him, who's coming next? After him? Yep. Now I'll tell you who. His teammate. Brent Ingram. Okay, see that's that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. You're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. I guess so. If you're part of the problem, because you're trying to categorize Hugo, it's, 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 it, it's player. It's, it's, this is not the starters. It's not two guards, two fours and whatever. It's, it's the best reserves. So if the best reserves is all big men, God damn it, it's all big men. If it's all guards, it's all guards. Once again, Gilbert is bringing up that positionless basketball. Once again, how the media always says the game is positionless, but yet this all-star voting does not reflect it at all. That, that's if you look at all these guys that we have in the snub category, they're all guards because guards put up the numbers. They're scoring more. You're looking at offense, you know, except for Rudy Gobert and maybe Ben Simmons. You know, there's not a lot of attention to defense. So I mean, we look and, at and just offensive numbers. And you though. say Rudy Gobert was the average in 14 and 12? Mm -hmm. I mean, are those really 
I mean, sexy offensive numbers? No. No, I mean, is it really all-star numbers? Or I'm pretty sure his team is number one. You know, so number one, we're just we're just gonna grab number two. That's a, how Middleton was making but he's it with a defensive his, specialist. But that's how Middleton was making offense. it with his mediocre numbers. You know, there was one year where I think it was last year. Last year. All his numbers was bad. Uh, I mean, from the the, the the three point percentage to his assists, rebound, every everything was down. I mean, they, they weren't bad. Yeah, they went down. They everything went down, and you actually make the All Star. Once again, that guy's making it off a of team success. And it doesn't make sense how that benefits some guys but hurts other guys, a.k.a. Paul George. He can't get in because of his team success. But Gobert and, like Gilbert is mentioning last season, Middleton making the All-Star game based off of his team success. But you're not playing like an All-Star. How are you making an All-Star if you're not actually playing like an All-Star? You know, you can't hold everybody to their record. A record doesn't make an actual All-Star. The play does. You know, it's the best players that makes the all-star. So, okay, you're not picking on him, but what do you want to say about Zion? He shouldn't have been in front of Devin Booker. Okay. I, I, I mean, the number, like, what, like, if I said your team is in, if you take away the names and I said, hey, this guy's in fourth spot, his team is fourth, he's averaging 25, three, and four. And then you have this guy who's in the 11th spot. He's averaging 25, 6, and 3. Who do you take? If you take away the name, 100% of everyone is going to take the guy who's in the fourth spot. Would you look at the record, too, though? A.K.A. Gilbert Arenas is saying the politics. It's the politics of the league. They need Zion to be in that game because they need the ratings to be high to help out Turner Sports. Once again, the NBA is hooking up one of their biggest TV partners by having this game in Atlanta. And it's not a mistake they're doing it in Atlanta because that TNT crew does not have to fly out any people, cameramen, all type of crew to film this game. It's happening live and it's happening right in their hometown. So they don't have to pay hotel fees or anything. That's the fourth spot. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, but that's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm making your point. But that's you. but that's that's the fourth spot. So you're gonna you're gonna take that because the numbers of the guy who's in eleven doesn't actually dominate. Like, if Zion was averaging 32, then it's like, okay, I, I you know, I, I, get, I get that. You know, but, you know, the fact that he's averaging a point and a half over a guy whose team is actually a playoff team, it's kind of, it's kind of, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's just, it's just, that's what I said, it's, it's a flawed system because it's inaccurate Every it's 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 just it's tricky. It's tricky. It's and not I, even I tricky. Think, well, I think this too for for Booker's situation, Phoenix in, in fourth, Chris Paul is having a bounce back year, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, and he's been great. Give him all, all that respect. He deserves to make All Star. We agree on that. It's the fact that you have the presence of Chris Paul taking some attention and some votes potentially away from Booker. Votes? What do you mean votes? Coaches vote? Mm. AKA Gilbert Arenas knows the fans are not voting for Chris Paul over Devin Booker. It's politics. The coaches are going to vote for CP3 because, once again, CP3 holds a lot of weight behind the scenes as he's one of the figureheads of the Players Association. So he's almost like a middleman between the front office people in the league and the players. It depends. It depends if you... if It, it depends. On what? Here we go. Gilbert's not trying to say shit. <laughs> He knows what's up, but he's trying to be political about this. 
he's going about it in a very subtle way. But definitely, the fans are not voting for CP3 over Devin Booker, especially right now. Chris Paul does not have that type of popularity right now in the league. As far as the younger fan base, they're looking at Devin Booker. He sort of has that Stephen Curry type game. And CP3 is just the old combo guard that's just barely holding on. Even though he's doing his thing still, he's sort of a relic from the past in a, in a sort of way. If we go in the West and say, who is the best player in reserves? Of course, Anthony Dame. Davis. Dame. Dame I, over, I, I Anthony Dame. Davis over, so Dame, so Anthony Davis is going to be second? Sure. So Dame yes, is number yes, one? Yes, Dame is number one to okay. me. Okay, okay. And also he's playing in available. We're just talking about just period. Just, just in, when before. In general, I'll still take Dame. Okay, so Dame is the best player uh, in the in, reserve. At, at reserve, Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. Who's actually number three? Do we still get to count Devin Booker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's where I had him. I, that's where I had him. I said, as of right now, he is the, the when it comes to reserves, he is the third best player. Third, you can argue. Fourth behind PG if you want to, but you can say he's the, you can yeah. say Booker is probably the third best player. And he definitely is, but once again, the politics of the league, Booker is just a younger guy that's on the come up. And I'm not sure if the people behind the scenes are going to be willing to give him that type of credibility. Zion is is pushing four or five also. Hmm, he's getting some respect there. No, 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 yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, like, I'm, but when you look at the list, when you just say players, Zion is on his reserve. He's probably the fourth or fifth best player here. That's the nicest thing I ever heard you say about Zion. What do you mean? He is possibly the fourth or third best player on that reserve roster, but the issue is him coming into that roster. Was his performance this season that impactful for him to even be on that all-star roster. That's the issue. That's the first time you gave him some credit. Uh, but So wait, before you get to your point, real quick, what were you saying about Chris Paul and Devin Booker? This is the old Magic Johnson, and um, it reminds me of the Magic Johnson and um, Kareem, Kareem theory, right? If you and Kareem does not get enough respect. Kareem is a legend. Make no mistake about it. He's not my era, but just going back, Kareem is a legend in the game. He gets no respect, especially from the media members when they're mentioning the all-time NBA players. People like to name the best Lakers. Somehow, Magic always goes in front of Kareem. And it's like, wait, how? <laughs> Technically, how if Magic, if this is actually the best player on the team who's carrying the team, how is, how is the point guard in front of this guy? You know, they didn't, they, you know, Magic didn't win without him. I mean, Kareem won one, but it's still, how, how is one ranked, you know, one or two and the other one's like five or six? Like, it just doesn't make sense, and especially if he was the, the, the main, you know, focus on offense. And I seen an interview where Kobe Bryant gave Kareem his props. Kobe understood what type of impact Kareem really had on the court. And then with the Chris Paul, if, if Booker is the main focus on offense, if he's the go-to guy to score, how can, you know, Chris go in before him? And 
it just, just in, in it, it's in the theory. How would how would he be the one that's out in the point guards in if the point guard is relying on this this score? That you know that's mm -hmm. so that I think that leads me to lead you to make your point about how this whole system is. Oh, you ready for the whole Wrong. system? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. See all that set up? All that was uh, okay, get so, you to what you really want to dive okay. into today. Okay, so the reason that there's this big thing around snubs and they never get it right. Um, so if you look at how the starters are picked, you have, you know, you have two guards and three front court players. That's how they do it. Well, the coaches don't actually vote like that. The coaches are told to vote, give us your top seven, right? So give us your top seven. So therefore, you're gonna write your seven, how they bust your ass, basically, is how you really do it. So most likely, when they got to voting, those coaches, you're gonna go Anthony Davis, Dame, Booker, Zion. Um, you're gonna go Zion, PG. You're gonna Donovan go Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Like that. Those. That's gonna be your group. That's gonna be your group. So now this is the problem with how the coaches are voting versus when it gets out of the coach's hand then what's done. See, so we're looking at like, how did the coaches get it wrong? Well, technically the coaches didn't get it wrong. The coaches took their, their seven. So what ends up happening is now someone else says, all right, we're gonna take three guards and four front court people. Which, and I believe the league is also taking into position some of the high profile players within that list. So if guys can draw some ratings into that all-star game, which is already viewed as a game in which the players don't care about, they're going to actually pick those players above other guys. Now, now you have a dilemma. Because if you have, was it 15 coaches, right? You have 15 coaches. Let's say Dame got 15. Let's say um, Chris Paul... Let's say Chris Paul got 15. Let's say Donovan Mitchell got 13. Let's say Booker got 14. You got someone else sitting with eight votes, someone sitting with three votes, someone sitting with two votes. Okay. What now what they do is they say, all right, our three highest scoring votes and guards were taken. So we're gonna take Donovan Mitchell, we're, we're gonna take these three. Then you're like, well, hold on. This team is number one. We need a player from there. All right, we're going to take this guy out, put this guy in. So Donovan Mitchell could have had less votes, but because it's team number one, gives him priority. Push him in, right? Now you're sitting, now you have someone like Booker, who, if you have 15 coaches, 15 coaches probably voted for him. So you have a guy who got voted by every coach. But... Hold on, the guard position is already taken out. Now let's go to the forward. Well, we can't use number 15 anymore. He's out. Let's go to the forward position. Who got the most votes as forwards? Front court players. 
So now you're sitting a guy who's out, who got voted by every coach, is out of the All-Star, and now you're going to a guy who poss possibly got three votes. But because there's no competition in that power forward position, he gets in. And that's what ends up happening. And that's where the major disconnect happens because if the league is going positionless, then they would might have to make major adjustments to make their all-star voting reflect that. So a lot more guys can end up making it in, especially at the guard position in that Western Conference. Guys like De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young in the Eastern Conference, they can just pick the best players regardless of position. That's if people within the league believe that. The people in the media believe that, but the league is not voting their all-star votes in that way. So they may not believe that the game is positionless. So in a sense, the coaches is not looking at what place anyone you're in. Someone else is doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's where the algorithm is. Okay, because so wait, hold, hold up. Let, yeah, let's, let's stop the music right mm -hmm. there. We're, we're in the matrix now. Uh-huh. Okay, so what you're saying is there's the fan vote for starters, the coaches pick the reserves, but there's another there's layer a, to there's, it. There's another layer. Who runs down the ladder that's some, that is going to change the whole, this whole yeah, they're, 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 You're calling it a uh, reserve algorithm. Yeah, the, the reserve algorithm. And that yes. reserve algorithm is basically that. It's, it's I, get this, I get this list, and I'm gonna, I need three guards and three forwards. Now, with those three guards and three forwards, because it's seven players, I'm going to take the top three guards. But, ooh, I got to, now, if these are the top three guards and votes, Okay, this guy is fourth, but his team is number one. I gotta put it, I gotta reward the winning. So I gotta reward the winning, and then one of these guys who have top votes gotta get pushed out. And the same thing with this guy's number one, he has decent numbers, he gets in. That's why if you look at the top two play, the top two teams, they got two players in. Those two players that's in, they're not necessarily dominating. AKA Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons should not be in this all-star game. What, one of them are, one of them, you know, one, one of the players are on both teams. The second one is not really, they're not really dominating it. AKA Rudy Gobert. Really doing what All-Star is doing. You're just on the team because your team is number one. So they're rewarding you. So not the coaches, someone else is, is doing the rewarding here. So that's how you can have. Wait, 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 doesn't that make sense? You reward a good player on, a, on the best team than what you said before about the guys that are on teams that are in 10th or 11th place. Up to a certain point, but the player would have to be performing at an all-star level. Rudy Gobert is not performing at an all-star level. And Ben Simmons this season, he's definitely not performing at all-star level, which is actually helping his team win. True, but your, 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 your numbers still have to make sense. Like your game has to make sense. We're we're talking about all stars. That means you're playing like an all star. You're not hiding behind team success. That's not that's not an all star. An all star is is doing what all stars do. It's the best twenty. It's the best twenty four players playing. Can you look at any of these lists and say these are the best twenty four players? 
Hell no. And of course, we could also say Draymond Green should be part of that list of players who, who got into All-Star games based off of team success. Definitely Draymond Green in the past few years. Nope. Which is why there were cases in history. If you look at like 92 boys, BJ Armstrong made it and probably Ron Strickland deserved it. Yeah. But, but that's what, and, and think, B.J. Armstrong makes the all-star. Might have been 92. And then, and then, um, Ross Strickland is, um, all-second NBA team. So he's not good enough to make the top 20, what was it, 24? Mm -hmm. Not make the top 24, but he's the third top, best top guard 15. in the top 15 in the You see where that's because, because this is flawed. And definitely it is flawed. I mean, how guys miss the All-Star game but make all NBA teams. Once again, this whole structure and just process is overall inconsistent. And it's raising a lot of red flags and just eyebrows overall when we tend to see the finalized list. This is flawed. And it, need, it, it just needs to be changed. Okay. You can't, okay, keep, wait, wait, you can't wait, wait. keep in this theory. So we're here now. Mm -hmm. We're here now. How do we fix it? Personally, mm -hmm. I, I would put the spotlight on the coaches. So what ends up happening is that it should be electronic. Make their votes public. Make their votes public. So now when they push that button, boom, you can you can clearly see who every coach's vote. That's why you've never seen the coaches list. Well, that won't really put the onus on the coaches. That'll put the onus on the league. See, the league is making a second layer of adjustments to that list. So the league's positioning on certain players will end up being exposed. Because as we've seen from Gilbert's examples of how certain guys might get voted on a lot of coaches' lists, but because their team isn't at a certain position in the standings, they get tossed out. So we'll end up seeing that exact scenario play out right in front of everyone's eyes. So the onus will end up falling upon the league and their decision-making on that finalized list. Because, because everyone will have questions. How is this guy with the third most coaches votes, but it's not in, a, in this all-star game? So now if you make the, the coaches votes public, whoever does the altering can't alter anymore. You can't alter. So if Rudy Goldberg only got three votes, you can't just... Because his team is number one, you just can't slide him in there because everyone's looking. He got three votes. No one voted for him. Because at the end of the day, it's the best, you, 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 all-stars the best players. It should be, and, I, and I, I, I get what you're saying. I like where you're going, and maybe someday we'll get there. Maybe. I think what they did last year with Team LeBron versus Team Giannis, and you pick your own, out of the pool of players, what did that come down to? We just want to see the best players play together. Yeah. You didn't really care about positions. Embiid makes it because he's very good, not just because he's the big that needs to make it. Guys get in there. The snubs are going to happen. That That is the thing that needs to be But it's happening, it's happening because they're trying to categorize and limit it. You're trying to, you're trying to say, all right, on the reserves, we're going to take three and four. Now, what if the, what if, in the reserve pool, the guards, the top five players are all guards. Two of those guards get snubbed. 
So why not just play? So that, two, two of those guards would get snubbed by mediocre players. Right, and I think if you look at the guys that we're all putting in these snub pools, it's a lot of guards. Because why? The game is dominated by guards. guards. Well, the game is dominated by guards, but I'm wondering due to the fact that in this era, there's way more possessions. The game is basically spud up and the rules kind of favor the guards. I'm wondering if they should sort of increase the standards of what makes a good guard. Example, a guy averaging maybe 24 points per game is not as special in this era as it once was, let's say, in the early 2000s or mid 2000s. Maybe a guy averaging higher than 26 points per game, it means something a lot more. Because in this era, man, once again, the guard play, the rules basically benefit them. And a guy putting up 23 points per game, 24 points per game, it almost equates to a guy averaging 18, 19 points per game in the early or mid 2000s. I would say that. So we may have to increase our standards of what averages actually mean something because the game is spud up but yet our notion of what a good player is as far as looking at his averages has remained the same i mean shit even if we see guys average 20 points per game we think that oh wow he's a good player but really that 20 points per game could really mean 18 to 17 points per game in this era especially when the final scores of a lot of these games 140 to 130 you got eight nba teams this season alone them shooting wise is breaking records the league has never seen this type of offensive production at this level of efficiency ever so offensively the league is having historic years for several teams but we're in an era of a lot of guard talent right but, now. but that's the problem you're, you're trying to position like you you, you you have everyone run around talking about his positionless basketball mm -hmm. and then you're snubbing guys mm -hmm. in positions you're positioning them when you when you when you need to snub them because you're like oh we need three guards and three form players well i just thought we were all basketball players at this point yeah. you know but now you're trying now you're purposely picking people because well we don't have no big well, I thought this was positionless. I can be a big. And that kind of happens with the start. I mean, you look in the West, you have Luka, you have Steph, and you have LeBron. Basically, all playmakers, point guards, whatever all, you want all, to call Yeah, them, you right? got three big guards. But not guards. exactly the definition of a, what their position is. They're their own position. Yeah, well, but even with all-stars, you, you as an as a NBA, you have to, because it's not positionless still, you have to manage where who's who. Remember, LeBron was point guard last year. Mm -hmm. What was he this year? On that voting fourth fourth yeah because he will take out who luca or curry mm -hmm. where are their teams and then where's where's Steph? that's what i'm saying where where is where's golden state golden state is eight dallas is nine so that means luca or steph possibly could have got snubbed more luca well once again i believe the league sort of kind of votes guys in because of positions to protect the quality of that all-star game because they don't want one guy coming in seven foot tall and meanwhile everyone is under six foot eight and the one big on the court is just dominating the game and the game becomes lopsided so just keep in mind the nba all-star game is a television product and there are checks and balances to make sure that the game at least remains somewhat competitive because the overall narrative of the All-Star game is that players don't care and the game is really uncompetitive. 
Steph mm -hmm. this year. But that's what I'm saying. So you have to manage. But that's why AD don't make it. Because now AD has to run up against LeBron and Kawhi now. When last year, he didn't. And that's the rule <laughs> of basketball. The talent figures it out. Look at Brooklyn, right? Kyrie's a point guard. They get Harden. Now Harden's a point guard. Kyrie, they'll figure that out. It, it, like, I mean, you, you would think that just period. Just say that, like, I don't know why it's like the not, the, like, you, you're, you took out the center because you were mad with Zaza Petrulli almost made the All-Star game yeah, <laughs> because of the votes because he has no competition. So you get rid of that to make it a third forward. Then won't you just say the top five most popular votes? I mean, and we start with five guards. Yeah, if if, ball, if right? our top five is all guards, our top five is all guards. Like, how are you like? It's like, how are you justifying that? Okay, this guy has five million, five million, and then the next, the third guard has four million, and he's out. But the forwards got one million, one million, one million, one million. <laughs> once again, it comes into the protection of that all-star game because once again, once you start getting down low, it's not necessarily positionless basketball anymore. It's positionless from the point guard through the small forward position. But once the big start getting involved, you can't really be that flexible as far as making a guy that's six foot two post up. It's just not really gonna work. It doesn't make sense. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like you got a guy with four million. He has to now try to fight as a reserve because the two guys in front of him in his position got five million. But the, the other the other five players that's going in front of him are under him in vote in, in popularity. You know, so it's still that's what I'm saying. It's not a. It's 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 still not quite how it's supposed to. But be. let's say this: an all-star game is exhibition. It's a popularity contest, so let's just make it fun and make it what people want to see, which I, it was a, probably too much of that the year, was it like three years ago, Steph laid down on the floor. Yeah, that's I mean, that's, gotta, that, that's, and that's what the league is afraid of. They're afraid of the fans realizing that the players don't really take this game serious, which is the overall narrative, but once you start seeing it for yourself with your own two eyes, it changes the perspective, and guys are not going to tune into the games and their TV partners are not going to be happy. But, uh, bit, but, it, but but that's what I'm saying. It's still, but it's still not pulling the best. It's like the starters. We want the best players. Like, when you when 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 the fan voting happens, it's not necessarily some years. Not the. It's not the best five. It's the most popular five. So you know, if you're just a popular figure, and you don't make it that year, I mean, you're not playing. You know, you're not. Yao Ming was making it for years and not even. Playing. Yeah, but you know that's but his his popularity pushed him there. Right. You know that's that's what happens. You know, but when it comes to reserve, you have to reward the best players at that point. You so, can't you can't keep trying to trick the system and say, all right, we're, we're going to pick this guy because you know you know he's winning and he's on he's the second best player on the team and their team number one, so they get granted number they get they get it's like you're granting the first place team two guys. Like you, you can't. Can't do that. Yeah, and then they leave other guys hanging that are top tier teams like the Clippers and Paul George. What do you believe in when it comes to rewarding longevity, like a guy like Mike Conley? Is there a point where you're like, you know what, damn it, that you know, guy is an all-star? You know, Mike is my guy. If you're playing like an all-star, you deserve 
to be an all-star. Now, this is another gray area with that Mike Connolly situation. They mention a guy that has longevity. Now, they do make honorary all-stars because we've seen that play out with Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowinski. They weren't necessarily performing at an all-star level, but they still made the all-star game. See, this is another gray area. There's too many blurred lines in this all-star voting. We're not going to re- that he was playing like an all-star and We're not, you can't re- you can't, snub. but what I'm saying is you can't reward. Like, like if I'm him, what is he averaging right now? I mean, Conley, yeah, this year, 16, five assists. Three boys. Decent for him, you're right. Not, not probably doesn't okay. deserve to be it this year, but you look at his whole career and he's never made an all-star. I mean, He's never made an all-star because where was, you know, what is he sitting behind? You know, you're, you're I talking about... Yeah, I mean, he, Memphis years and... and you but you got to remember... The West was loaded with... Yeah, cars. that's what I'm saying. You're, you're, it's loaded. It, it's loaded. But still, some of those years, he could have been a high vote, but you're running against the, the algorithm. Yeah, but those years, you had Steph, you had Westbrook, you had Harden, you had Chris Paul in L.A., you had Kobe in those days, you know? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Your, your algorithm, it, you got no. Those years was Tony Parker in him. Tony Parker, like, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're sitting behind, but you're also sitting behind the algorithm. And that's why this guy gets snubbed this year, this guy doesn't get snubbed. Like, it's, you're, you're, you know, it's, it, that's, that's where the inconsistency consistency is. So the, what's funny is there could possibly be a player like there could possibly be a pair player Trey Young, Trey Young or Booker can be All NBA and they didn't make the All Star. That can possibly that can possibly happen this year. And how do they judge? And, and then because it happened to me, it happened to Ross Strickland. It's like my argument would be. Do you justify this? How do you justify keeping me off top 24, but you give me top 10? Well, part of that. Once again, that's another gray area. It happens all the time, but there's too many blurred lines within this all-star voting. The problem of looking at, you know, their longevity or career is also it's halfway through the season. So you're like, well, he's, he's good right no, no, now. No, 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 it's majority. Usually at the all-star break, there's about 32 games left. So it's more than half. This year's a little different. Yeah, I'm just saying in normal. It's more than half. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, what happened that doesn't make me top 24, but makes me top 15? And if I'm second team, top 10. Not top 24, top 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guys, Wikipedia pages are going to be looking funny when you see that they didn't make the All-Star game, but yet they're all NBA in that same season. And I, I had to look, I, I, trust me, I, I had to find out what the hell happened because it happened to me my second year, my second All-Star. Averaging 29, like 29, 5, and 4. And our team is fourth. And this is the year everyone was pushing for um, Detroit. Everybody's pushing, you know, they were, they were riding that Detroit train where all five starters should make it. Well, all five starters ain't all stars. You know what I mean? You 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 probably you you, you got two all stars. Mm -hmm. Five is a lot on that. Team. But you you had two. You, you you had two. With a possible three, if the rest of the field didn't play well, if the rest of the field didn't look good. Most of that comes from the media narrative. It's always them pushing that narrative. 
hey, they're a top-seeded team. They should have more guys in the All-Star team. And the two, at that time, playing like All-Stars, were Rip and Chauncey. And then Big Ben, Defensive Player of the Year, made he made it that year. He made it that year, but, I mean, what was your averaging? He made it that year because of his popularity, his uh, sort of uh, persona that he put on the court. He had the afro, he had the personality. Once again, the NBA All-Star Game is a, it's a television product. You got to sell the characters. Was you, you know, 4 and 11? Come on, what is this? I don't, I don't, give, I don't give a shit if y'all undefeated. That you shouldn't, you, this shouldn't make you All-Star. 4 and 11, someone's averaging 30 and 11. Come, come on, that, that, this, no, sorry. That, that, you, can't, mm -hmm. you can't hide behind the wind with this, this, you know, but that's what happened. And so I'm looking at, I'm Ford, and then, and then Paul Pierce, his team, is out of the playoffs. They're like 12 or 13, he's in. Bosch team is last place, he's in. So I'm like, well, it, it, it can't be, it can't be production. I'm, I'm, I'm fourth in scoring in the NBA right now. Can't be that. Can't be winning, I'm fourth in the NBA. <laughs> so what's, what, what the is happening here? What is it's name and recognition. Come on, Gilbert, you know this. It's name and recognition. Who can get the ratings up? What is, what is that need to be? What was it? It was the algorithm. Mm -hmm. The three guards. There's the three guards. You can take the three guards and then. Oh, it's the algorithm, all right. It's the algorithm and name recognition. At the end of the day, someone signs off on that last few names that make those rosters. And once again, the NBA All-Star Game is a television product. And every season, they need that product to look different and be marketable. Hey, that boogeyman's always been there. Yeah, that three, <laughs> but that's but that's that's what ends up happening. It has nothing to do, like, you know, it's it's some years they try to reward winning, some years they don't. But it's like, just just make it public. Make make your make the votes public, so we can see actually how you guys are voting. So we can we can we can we can all sit here and do this. Okay, so, oh, yeah, I knew. They'll never do that. Once again, they'll put the onus on the league to actually vote on players based off of their production and not popularity. Once again, the league is trying to craft a product in the All-Star game that is different every year and is marketable, and they're not going to make it that transparent. I knew he was going to pick those guys. You get to watch it. That, that, should be, that should be just like the lottery. The coaches pick. So now we can see there ain't gonna be no snubbing, there ain't gonna be no what's the naming. And you get to really see. So you can stop having these talented players sitting, and you got a guy, you got a guy who's sitting on the, the sideline, averaging 27, 4, and 9, you know, carrying his team, and then a guy in front of him is averaging 21, 9. We need receipts. And he's like, That's yeah, it is. It like I'm, you're one game in front of me, bro. <laughs> you're one game in front of me. I'm averaging four points more than that, you. That that doesn't add up. We need receipts. Yeah, we need to. I mean, you just need to. Uh, you just need to make the coaches, coaches accountable. No, you just need to. We just want to see their votes now. Accountable. We want to see who's. No, it's not accountable. We know. We know how they're voting, mm -hmm. but we want everyone to see it. So when y'all try some tricky shit in the back, try to some tricky shit in the back. We, you know. Mm -hmm. Nah, nah, we see what the coach, we see who the coaches voted for. And I'm pretty sure Devin Booker feels that way 
about Damian Lillard being voted over him into this All-Star game. The Phoenix Suns are sitting in second place, and Dame is sitting in fifth place in the Western Conference. But yet, Devin Booker is sitting on the sidelines. And CP3 making that All-Star game. I mean, that shit is a travesty. Yeah, that, that's who we want. Those, those are the top seven right there. You're not going to pull him because they know there's no big man and you're going to pull him and he got one vote. Mm -mm, mm -mm. All right. Not no damn well. Right, come on. If we all voted, if we all right here voted right now, we had to pick top seven. Top seven, all of us. If we all picked top seven, we wouldn't come up with this list. No, when you actually look at the, <laughs> you the, wouldn't come you up with the names, you look at the numbers, if you actually could punch, like, pull, like, put in your ballot. You, you would not come up, yeah, you would you not would come up with this list. Against that, right. You know, I mean, just even, like, what's so funny is, even though I picked on Zion, he would still actually be on, he would still be on this team, in a sense. Because you, you're going to pick the top, the, the, the most dominant seven. He is one of them. So it's not like I'm saying, I'm saying he shouldn't be in there. Booker should be in there. I'm saying Booker should be in there, period. Period. No question. And CP3 should be out of there, period. No question. But if I had to take somebody off, if we're going by record now, then I have to, I have to go after Zion. I think that's your thing. You have first go after Zion. And then no, no, no. I go after Zion because your, he's, he's, his team rule. is 11. Uh -huh. So I'm surprised Gilbert right there didn't say go after CP3. But once again, maybe he's thinking of the record. But CP3 should not be in that all-star game at all. Especially over Booker. Because his whole production relies on Booker's success. Then his team is 11, and he's only a point. He's not even a point in front of him. He's just two, two rebounds in front of him. You know, but if I'm going to pull someone off, I'm going to say, all right. 14 and 3, Rudy. Mm. Uh, Chris Paul, 16, 4, and 8. Mm. So those would be my two guys that I'm, I'm, I might be pulling. I'll be, I'll probably pull in Rudy Gobert or if I, you know, just for if we're gonna go best players. It is what it is. The all-star selection, once again, is to promote an all-star game that is a television product, and it has to be different every single season. It's sort of like the MVP voting. They sort of use that award to promote the next upcoming player as a star so they could put that player on the national TV primetime game slots. It is what it is. It's great to get an internal perspective from a former all-star player. And that's one of the great things about today's era is that due to the technology, we could hear from the players directly and get some of the internal insight and nuances that are going on. Hopefully this shed some light on the circumstances of the all-star snubs happening every season. Hopefully you get a better, clear picture of what's going on. But there's a lot of blurred lines at the end of the day. It is what it is. Until next time, you guys stay safe. Peace.